Hey, good morning to you. Coming to you from the friendly confines of 426 Crabapple Drive, Thomasville, Georgia. Uh, we're in Psalm chapter 10 today. I'm just going to um, stall just for a moment. I know I'm on later than, uh, than normal, but uh, I do want to give you a, a, a quick word from Psalm chapter 10. If you've been reading along with us, I see some of you are online. So if you began watching the video, somebody just came up right now. If you'll just tell me who you are or hit the whatever button you press, um, thumbs up, emoji, whatever. Put a comment in as, the, um, as our devotion goes along. Share these videos if they're a blessing to you. If not, then you can, just, um, <coughs> you can just not ever look at them again, okay? So we're in, we're in Psalm chapter 10 today. Uh, we've been reading um, the last uh, week or so through the Psalms, and the last few days, we've kind of seen a pattern. Um, David, hey Rosie, David uh, apparently, hey mom, David apparently, uh, some of them, some of the Psalms have been attributed to him. I don't think Psalm 10, but scholars think that Psalm 10, um, um, James, I see you, my Puntag Santanan. Um, so scholars believe that that David wrote Psalm 10. Uh, just like a, a little caveat here, what I'm doing in the mornings is um, I'm not reading ahead. I'm getting up in the mornings like you are, and I'm reading the scripture for the day. And then I have a little journal here that I will jot down notes of what I see, what I think the Lord's telling me, when I'm reading uh, through the passage of scripture for the day. One little caveat though, I do a little bit of research, uh, maybe five minutes of research as to the historical background of the Psalms. So like this morning, when I read Psalm 10, I went, hmm, okay. And then I did a quick Google. By the way, Google's not always right, but I did a quick Google and there are a few uh, reputable ministries out there that I kind of go to that will give accurate information as to the historical setting of the Psalms. Does that make sense to you? This means yes. So what I'll do is I'll like this morning, I read Psalm 10, and then I want to get a little bit of the historical background, maybe who the author was, if the superscription doesn't say, spend like really no more than five minutes on that, and then go back and read it again and glean to see uh, what the Lord is, is trying to say to me. So I did that in Psalm 10 today. And then I went back and Googled real quickly and found out that um, some scholars believe that Psalm 9 and Psalm 10 kind of somewhat go together. Um, and that David wrote Psalm 9, so they believe that David wrote also Psalm 10. And it's written in an acronym uh, in the, uh, it's, it's poetry in the Hebrew. You can just go back and study that if you want to. It's kind of technical, but um, it's a blessing to me. And so, some scholars believe that Psalm 10 just flows right from Psalm 9. Um, most believe that David indeed was the author. So I'm going to go with the assumption that David was the author. And so far, he was the author of chapter 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. And we've seen a pattern here. Some of these are what we call uh, imprecatory psalms or uh, lamenting psalms, where David is lamenting something. David's complaining about something. Um, and we've, I've talked about this the last three days, so I'm not going to labor the point. David would take his complaints to the Lord. So when you, when you look at Psalm 10, listen to how it starts. 
why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? And then there are 18 verses, 16, 18 verses. Listen to verse 16, 17, 18. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear the humble. So he's comparing the humble to the wicked or the heathen or the proud, if you go back and read all of the, um, all the, the song. And then verse 18, to judge the fatherless, or was to bring justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may no more oppress. So when David writes this psalm, he, he begins with a question. And the question is, uh, why, are you so, why are you standing so far off, Lord? Why are you hiding yourself in time of trouble? Now, we've looked at that word trouble two or three times already in, um, in these psalms. It's the same word that we found, we found two or three times before. Trouble, distress, comes from a word which means rival wife. Okay, and even Sunday, we, I found another verse that I was preaching in at celebration, and, and I always say this, that word trouble there means distressed, stressed out, rival wife. So, brother, if you have more than one wife <laughs> and they are rivals, you're in trouble. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, that's what the word means. That's what the word means. So what David's doing is, David's looking at a situation and he asked the Lord, why are you standing so far off? Why are you so far away? In, in verse number one. And then what he does is he brings, well, let me find my notes here. Let me find my notes here. He, 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 he begins to describe evil people. Okay? So um, in verses two through seven, and I'm not going to take time to read all of them. That's kind of what I'm, I encourage you to do, but jot this down. So in verses two through seven, David describes how evil people take advantage of other people, and it bothers him. And um, like it, he, evil people take advantage of the poor or the oppressed or the fatherless, the orphans, and it bothers David. And I have to admit, it bothers me and it bothers you when we see people taking advantage of other people. Um, especially other people that are disadvantaged or less maybe advantaged than we are. And it bothered David. And so, so that's why he began the quest. Like, God, like, what's up with this? Why are you so far off? Basically, hey, Liz, basically, God, why aren't you doing something about this? There are evil people taking advantage of innocent people. Why aren't you doing something about this? Is basically what David is asking God. And then he describes, he brings a complaint like he did in Psalm 9, he brings a complaint and describes how the evil people were taking advantage of other people. Okay, now, so please go back, please go back and, and read that yourself. And then, um, and then in verses 8 through 11, verses 8 through 11, he describes people that are taking advantage of other people as predators. Listen to this, listen to this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw these on real fast, okay? Listen to this in verse number eight. He sitteth in the lurking places. That's the one that's taking advantage of innocent people. He sits in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places does he murder the innocent. 
His eyes are privately set against the poor. He lies in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He, I, Liz, I do too. I ask that a lot, by the way, okay? I don't know if anybody can see these comments, but I ask, I do. So, so you and I are kind of like David, <laughs> okay? He does catch the poor when he draws him into his net. So he's, he's just, well, and, okay. He croucheth and humble himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face. He will never see it. So he's describing people that take advantage of other people as a predator that has convinced himself that God's not watching. Well, I just want to encourage you today. God is watching. God is watching. Read Psalm 139. God is aware of everything that goes on in the universe. So, so David describes those that take advantage of other people um, as, um, as predators, all right? So verses 2 through 7, they take advantage of other people. Verses 8 through 9, uh, he describes them as predators. And then verses um, 12 through 15, now David prays, okay? So, so, so Liz and Jimmy, remember this. So in his complaint to the Lord, David does what he always seems to do, at least to this point in the previous Psalms, like, like David has enough foundation in the Lord that he knows God's in control. And yet there are some things that bother him. And so he just quit like, God, why are you, <laughs> why are you just chilling out? Why don't you put the hammer down? And then he, he, he turns his attention to praying in um, beginning in verse, is that verse 15, verse 12? Okay, verse 12. Arise, O Lord, lift up your hand. <laughs> okay, do not forget the humble. Uh, what he's saying is, God, lift up your hand and pretty much crush them. Uh, verse 14, you have seen it. For you you look at the mischief in spite to uh, to repay with the hand. Oh, where's God? Pretty much God, it's your responsibility to take care of this is what he's praying. Um, you are the helper of the fatherless, which is true. Break their arm. <laughs> Break the arm of the wicked. So this is an imprecatory psalm. God's just asking, I mean, David's asking God just to put the hammer down. Now, i got to be honest, I've prayed that way before. But then you reconcile that with how Jesus told us to pray in the new covenant, which is a different covenant, the new covenant, a better covenant. Jesus told us to pray for our enemies. That doesn't mean that we don't seek justice and all that, so don't lift one or two verses out of context. Um, and then David, David winds his way in verse 16 with, uh, with, with praise. Um, so in verse 16, he says, the Lord is king. Jehovah is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his, out of his land. God is in control. Lord, you've heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear. In other words, you will listen to bring justice to the, for the fatherless and the oppressed that the man of the earth or the wicked man may no more oppress. Um, Hey, Eddie, what's up, man? So, so what, what David does is David, what, he, what he's done so far in these Psalms is he brings his complaint to the Lord because he just, he can't wrap his mind around how evil can lurk and how people can take advantage of other people. He describes it and then he prays. In his prayer, though, he's asking God to put the hammer down. But then he comes, he always comes back to praise because he recognizes, watch this, he, he, he recognizes that God's bigger than the problem. There's a problem out there, but he recognizes God is bigger than that. And, um, and he learned that with Goliath when he was a young, a young man. Remember David and Goliath and how, 
Nobody would fight Goliath and everybody saw how big Goliath was. This is good. But David saw how big God was. Everybody thought that Goliath was too big to hit. David thought Goliath was too big to miss. So when David looked, is, is there not a cause in all Israel? Why do you let this man keep mocking the God of Israel? So when David was a teenager, David recognized that God was bigger than Goliath. God used David to fight a bear and fight a lion and win with his bare hands. So, so God has been David's help all these years, okay? So ultimately, ultimately, even in his frustration, that's the word I'll use, because I get frustrated, and you get frustrated. And we want God to go ahead and move on our timetable and put the hammer down. But what David does is David circles back around, and David goes, you know what, God? You have it in control. You, Jehovah, are king, and you're going to work everything out. And I know that in the end, justice will be served. Now, that's what we have a problem with sometimes, okay? And I mentioned a few days ago some things in our own family that happened a few years ago, and um, the justice, uh, the judicial, the justice system in our community failed. Um, and um, the person that was offended, who was my wife, uh, I watched her walk with dignity and grace and basically do what David did. Okay, she's not walking in bitterness. Um, she's not walking, she even served the one, you know, that, that was the that was the predator. Um, so I've seen somebody do that, and I'm saying it's possible. <clears throat> when people are predators and they're lurking and they're taking advantage of other people, I have watched somebody like David get to the point and they go, you know what, Lord, you're king. In your way, you'll bring justice and leave it with the Lord, and then we don't walk in bitterness and strife and contention and all that, which which are all from the flesh. Does that make sense to you? So anyway, anyway, I'm with some of y'all. see some of your comments. Uh, I question the Lord sometimes like David. It's like, why, Lord? Why? Um, but then ultimately, let's be like David, okay? Let's have such a grand view of God, like of, of the revelation of who God really is, to recognize that God's ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. And that God will take care of everything in his time and in his way. And that's God's job, not ours. Bam! Are y'all with me? Hey, y'all are a blessing. Hope to see you in the morning. Uh, so tomorrow we'll be in Psalm uh, chapter number 11. All right, so listen, if, you, if you're blessed by the videos and you know somebody else that might be questioning, like, wow, what, what the heck, Lord, and all that, send this video to them, and maybe it'll be a blessing to them. Or, just, or you can tell them. Just read Psalm 10, and from your notes, you, you, you bless them. You encourage them. You minister to them. All right? See y'all.